Exact Nature's all-natural CBD-based products are specially formulated to help you lighten the load in recovery, be it with addictive cravings, depression and anxiety, or improving sleep. Founded and run by a father-son team, both in recovery, this issue is personal for them. Learn more at exactnature.com, and as a listener of the Sobriety Diaries, use the code TSD20 to receive a 20% discount at purchase. Again, TSD20 at exactnature.com. You gotta recognize the temptations there. You gotta you have to avoid those riskiest situations. Don't put yourself uh, in harm's way there. So if you know there's going to be a whole lot of drinking or a whole lot, a whole lot of partying going on, then you just kind of have to remove yourself from that uh, and have a have an exit plan. Happy Sober Day, friends. Welcome to the Sobriety Diaries. My name is Nate. I am a grateful recovering alcoholic seven years from my last drink. The Sobriety Diaries is a video podcast where we share powerful stories of recovery told by those who lived them. Check us out at thesobrietydiaries.com for all things podcast related. And for all our video interviews, head over to youtube.com slash Nate Kelly. Also, please share this podcast with just one person in your life who may still be struggling. You just never know what they may need to hear today. Recovery is possible. I am here with Thomas White today. Thomas is the founder of Exact Nature. Exact Nature has a fantastic line of CBD products that are formulated for those of us in recovery, which we will get into here in a bit. Uh, Thomas, I feel like, you know, we've partnered on a few things in the past. I feel like we're, we're all chums by now, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, Nate. So I, uh, Thank you. I always applaud and appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. Well, to really stick to the, the format of the Sobriety Diaries, of course, we'll talk a little business and, and what we can provide the listeners as well. But I really like to start with your your personal recovery journey and talk a bit yeah. about what led to what things in your personal life led to the creation of Exact Nature and sort of where we are today. So yeah. if we could talk about uh, your personal addiction and, and what in your life led to you seeking out a path to recovery, I would love to start there. Yeah. Uh, Nate, I have just celebrated 14 years, so I amazing. I 14 years of uh, of constant sobriety. So uh, I'm I'm proud of that fact. Uh, but just uh, and as soon as I remind myself that you know I'm I'm proud of the fact that I've been sober for 14 years, I always want to remind myself uh, there. But for the grace of God, go I. Right. That's right. We often in recovery. Um, because I don't want to forget uh, how messed up my life was before before recovery. Just how dependent I was on drugs and alcohol, and, and uh, just how it it had control over me and my life. Um, so I I never slept under a bridge, but and I always seemed to hold down professional jobs. I. But it, but my days were kind of preoccupied with how was my, how was I going to get my next high, and so 
I I had it bad. I mean, as as many of us did, and I know your story a bit, Nate. And uh, there are some harrowing moments in your story, and there are harrowing m- moments in my story. Uh, I think that those of us that really um, <clears throat> fell to this disease understand that. Um, so I I had two DUIs, um, and uh, and so it's my story is filled with you know, uncontrollable drinking and, and drinking at inappropriate times and, uh, and the constant obsession with getting high and, and getting and drinking. Drinking was, was my most prevalent poison, if you will, yeah. just because it's so socially acceptable and readily available, right? right. But I, the accessibility, but, I think, is where people who identify perhaps, you know, we talk about drug of choice, but I think it, in, in a lot of stories that I hear, it comes back to alcohol because of just the flat out accessibility of it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we're, uh, we were barraged with, uh, with advertising and things like that and happy people, uh, imbibing and, uh, you know, that was us for a while. Right. You know, and, and, and certainly I don't know about you, but for me, it, it made me a little more uh, socially outgoing. And so uh, it worked until it didn't. Right. And then then all of a sudden it just got out of control. Um, so I, uh, you know, I I feel for people that are still struggling. And yeah. that is what led to uh, to us, to for my son, Dan and I, who also struggles with some addiction issues to found exact nature. That's right. Um, I love that you bring up the fact that you didn't sleep under a bridge, nor did I. I have always been able to hold down that professional side of things. And that, I think, is where we can relate to others, right, with addiction, that it's really the inside. And it's really how we can relate to the feelings or uh, instances or things in our life that lead to this place that we get past the point sort of of no return. So it's not necessarily things that we see on the outside. Uh, and I like that you brought that up because I feel like we can relate on a more internal level. That's right. And it's not a character flaw um, that we have. It's just a, it's just the way our brains are wired. And boy, if I look back at my life too, uh, even before drinking, I showed all the signs of of being an addict. You know, the just the way I would pursue things and the way an addict would do it. You know, and I'm not. Uh, and some sometimes that uh, that served me well. You know, and, and that sense of adventure. I lived a full life and adventurous life in many ways because of that. But uh, just at one point, it just enough was enough. As I said, two DUIs, and you know, at one point the do you, do you cry uncle and and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and seek help? One thing I will say too is, so I went to, I went to a, a rehab center, a very good rehab center in, uh, in West Palm beach. And that I mentioned that because that area is filled with a bunch of very good rehab centers and a very strong um, uh, AA and recovery community, which I have, I, I learned when I was in recovery there, but it's a place that I visited, visited uh, relatives uh, and on an ongoing basis. So I went back to the same AA meeting areas that I went to during rehab. 
and uh, went back to that and just found the, the community there to be terrific. But one thing I will say is that I went to rehab and then in that next year, I relapsed. Oh, I bet five or six times, you know, something like that. And, and my wife was concerned, understandably, that, uh, you know, you just went to rehab and you're still <laughs> demonstrating this addictive, uh, these addictive tendencies and behavior and so forth. But what I'd said to her, and for the first time, it was probably true, is that I was learning to to put together a few days and then a few weeks and eventually a few months at a time. I was so I was learning how to live sober. And I, I used to the thing that any of us going into that think, you know, we have this, this soundtrack in our mind thinking, you mean I can never drink again? Right. And at, at some point, my thinking changed from you mean I can never drink again to where I'm at now, which is you mean I never have to drink again. Ah. And I was comforted by that. I'm comforted by sobriety now because it's a safe place. It, the other place was not safe. That's so true. I love, and I remember when that shift happened for me as yeah. well. And, yeah. you know, a lot of it, uh, you know, we hear in recovery talk as well as one day at a time. And it was sort of this cliche thing that I heard in the rooms mm -hmm. to begin with, but when you really embrace it and understand what it means. And I think that when I did that is when that shift happened for me. And it, it is such a comforting place to be. I couldn't agree with yeah. you more. I, I love yeah. that you brought that up. Yeah. So you mentioned Dan and uh, your your son and, and co-founder, and we talked a little offline about this, the addictive trait or whether it was, you know, the, his growing up or what it may be, or we may not know what it may be, but mm -hmm. how has that sort of in, in both of your lives brought you closer or, you know, set you on this path together with exact nature, I guess, um, how it's affected positively or negatively your, your relationship with Dan? Well, certainly overall, it has affected me very positively because I I can, uh, you and I know, and there are a lot of well-meaning people out there that um, try to understand what we're going through. And they do to some degree, but not to the level of intimacy that you mm. and I have with uh, with what those those on that ongoing obsession is. Um, so with Dan, I can appreciate what he's going through, and and you know, so I'm I'm 14 years in sobriety, but I should be 25 years in sobriety. You know, I went much too long, and so Dan, as a young man of 23, I I say to him often, I. I don't know if I could have done it at 23. Oh, so, I look at the young, the young kids, some 17, 18, 19 that come into recovery and, and just, wow, what I would have given to got it at such a young age, you know? Right. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and how our lives might have changed for that. Right. Uh, so I, I, I'd made certain decisions in my life based on feeding this addiction of mine versus had I been sober at 25 or 26 or at a younger age, I might've made different decisions. That's you know? true. So it, it really, um, it, 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 it consumes you 
and it consumes all your perceptions and your decision making and things like that. So, so let's get into the product line because this is my favorite conversation that I that I get to have with you is your passion for the product and the quality of the ingredients and where they come from and what they mean and, and how they all sort of blend together in these uh, you know, different lines that you have with the brand, yeah. the Z's and the, in the boost and, and the serenity and sort of, I guess, where the idea for each of the in individual lines um, came from and sourcing those quality ingredients. Cause I know that's so important to you. Yeah. Many of us, and I think you're in this, you did this, we white knuckled it when we got sober, right? We went yeah. to the and we just, we white knuckled it. And what I'm so encouraged by now is I is certainly programs, podcasts like the Sobriety Diaries and AA and NA. And sometimes that gets a bad rep, but I'm a big fan of those. I think they're they're very good organizations. They're not perfect, but they're very good. Uh, and they do a lot of good and have for a long time for people. So I, I would want people to kind of consider that. Agreed. But, but along with that, if you're not white, white knuckling it, if you can take something that is going to make you feel better, uh, then it helps you, then it kind of opens you up and allows you to heal. And that's what, what I think CBD ha has has done for many people. It, it helps me every day. I don't fight the daily, the daily urges uh, and the daily addictive cravings, but I do... Uh, I do suffer from depression, and because when my active addiction moved out, my my uh, Ooh, depression moved in in a big way. Same, right? same, right? And it's not uncommon. Uh, and so when I started looking into CBD, and I was living in in Nevada at the time, my next door neighbor was the was uh, the first CBD supplier in the state of Nevada, and through him and his and his wife, I learned about CBD. It piqued my interest in it, and. And I asked them questions about have people use this uh, to help get sober, stay sober, that kind of thing. And they lit up. They they had a few, they had few very compelling stories to tell me about friends of theirs that they had given the product to uh, that it helped them with. And they did that not knowing I was in recovery because I, I'm wow. very open about my recovery now and being uh, and and being an alcoholic and an addict. But I, it wasn't always the case. You know, I, a lot of times I just, not something I shared readily with people. Um, so through them, they piqued my interest. I did tons of research, uh, spoke to Dan, spoke to formulators and so on. So we came up with a, a, a product line um, that addresses some of the issues that we face in sobriety. And I always say that CBD, it helps stabilize important bodily functions from mood to sleep, to curbing addictive cravings. So if we can get those things under control or help get those things under control, then everything else becomes easier. So we developed a, a, a few lines. One is detox, and that is the one that is aimed at helping helping to curb addictive cravings. And, it, and all of these take CBD. CBD is the workhorse in these products, no question about it. Right. Um, but we surrounded those products with other ingredients that could help with those issues. So in the case of case of of, of, uh, uh, of detox and curbing addictive cravings, we use something called kudzu. And kudzu, it, it, some people know it as that that uh, unsightly vine that hangs from trees in, in <laughs> the American South. 
And but the but the Chinese have used kudzu since 600 AD for exactly this reason to cut to curb addictive cravings. So that's what we put in detox and serenity. The same this the same kind of thing. We use ashwagandha and we use essential oil. So each of these products is formulated to help with those particular issues, curbing addictive cravings. Uh, mood and focus, and then and as as you speak too often, the Z's and how it helps with uh, uh, how, how it helps people get better sleep. And uh, the boost was you mentioned is a coffee additive that we have. That's a a tasteless coffee additive. It's just a good way to get CBD in your body, and that's what we want. We want you to get CBD in your body. These products can be taken with one another, uh, so more is more is better. Within reason, of course, but with but everything, studies, and with everything, but but studies have shown it's it's it can be helpful to even go up to eight hundred to a thousand milligrams of CBD a day. What we do, most of our products, we we put you if you take it as we suggest, then it puts you in about the hundred to two hundred milligrams a day. But it's a, so it's a good amount to get in your system, and again to help to help st- stabilize some of those bodily functions. So that's that's why we're in this. We're not in it to help with your tennis elbow or with uh, for your to 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 give to your favorite favorite pet. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it can help in those reasons. I'm not sure. opening it for those yeah. reasons, but that's, that's not our audience, our interest and our, the dialogue and conversations we get in with every day with our customers is about addiction and how it can help and can help with that. Sales in all, all states. And we've had very good success uh, from coast to coast. And we've only had two people re- take advantage of our money back guarantee. And that, and I'm not suggesting that everybody that takes our products are all of a sudden cured of their addiction. I'm not suggesting that in any way, but but what I am fairly confident in saying is that everybody that takes our products uh, receives a benefit. They feel better. They can their general wellness improves. Those kinds of things. So back to once you're once you're you're feeling better, then you can then you can begin to heal. One of the biggest hurdles in starting a podcast can be the overwhelming thought of all of the technology. Let me tell you, don't let it stop you, especially in the beautiful online recovery space. We could really save lives. So if you have a message that you want to share and a story that you want to tell, the Podcast Host Academy can help you get there. Inside the Podcast Host Academy, you'll find courses on everything from equipment, software and editing, to presentation skills and vocal warm-ups. Click the link in today's show notes for an additional 15% off your subscription to the Podcast Host Academy and Alitu.com. That is Alitu, A-L-I-T-U dot com. Regulating our bodies it is such an important part of that. And you mentioned, you know, I, I, I speak fondly of disease because for me, sleep was the biggest factor in that and contributing to, you know, grogginess during the day, uh, being uh, irritable. And that was all coming from an irregular sleep cycle, which the Z's line has completely changed for me. So grateful. The serenity during the day helps just with that sort of calm and and focus that I need at work. So I think the combination of those two have really, really 
contributed to to regulating my system and just creating a new baseline that is that is focused and calm and uh, with a regular sleep cycle, which I'm so grateful for. So that's the combination that I have found uh, most successful for me. That's a very good point. Creating a new baseline. I yeah. Oh, I want to write that down. Let's write it down. <laughs> that's a that's a, a very good and more succinct way of saying what I, I I've been saying, and that is, if you feel better, then you can begin to heal. So yeah, you create this 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 baseline. And and the thing about CBD, it works best with over time with consistent use. Some people will will realize the benefits in a few days, in a week, or something like that. Others, it takes a few weeks. So. Uh, but as you would imagine with me, I keep it in my, I take it every day and it just helps. And back to the depression, you know, I, I, I had depression in a bad way and I took prescription medication for, for 10 years. And so for the first 10 years of my sobriety, I depended on, on prescription medication and that's, and, and I'm not, uh, and I think that's, that's necessary and important for people, uh, but for me, it started and it worked until it didn't. Yeah. But once it stopped working, then you have to go through this trial and error uh, process that just gets to be a little uh, dispiriting at times because it does some, you know, it, does. it, 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 it doesn't always work. And so I have replaced that prescription medication with CBD. Um, and for me, it works every bit as well as the prescription medication did, meaning not perfectly all the time, you know, because there are certain times where your stress levels uh, are just so high that it's going to, it's still going to even you out, but it's not going to tamp down your emotions to the point where you're catatonic. Right, right. So, that, that, so I, I I would say that about uh, just, it helps, as you said, helps with mood and focus. Yeah, I want to kind of to segue to, I think that's a good point about adding more supplements or pills or things to our regimen where there can be sort of this hesitancy to, to dive into the CBD world or to add, add another pill or add another supplement in recovery. Cause we hear, you know, we should be taking things away and getting back to our, you know, unaltered state or, or whatever it may be. But I think that it may have created a hesitancy for people to embrace the benefits of CBD. And I, I want to help us to erase that. So I guess, what are your, what are your thoughts on sort of destigmatizing, I guess, that hesitancy about CBD? Yeah, you are exactly right. You know, once, I, <laughs> once again, my friend, <laughs> uh, some people see it as replacing one crutch for another. And I, of course, I don't see it that way. I think it's something that's an, all, these are all natural products and uh, CBD works through something called the endocannabinoid system. It's a system of neurotransmitters that runs through your brain and throughout your body. And when you take when you take CBD, what you're doing is you're you're replenishing your endocannabinoid system that can get de- that can get uh, uh, depleted over time. So you're just you're just adding back into the system to make yourself whole. It brings you back to uh, homeostasis or equilibrium. So it's not, it's not, it's not really adding to that. It's not going to get you high. It's not going to, it's going to, uh, balance you out. And, uh, 
so that's what I would say to, to, to people in addiction recovery. They shouldn't they shouldn't fear that it's going to be an addictive substance. It really is just going to make you going to help make you whole again. That's right. Um, there, you know, there are other hesitancies. People, um, so CBD is derived from hemp, right? Uh, hemp is a is uh, a family within the connect. Can, uh, cannabis plant. So cannabis obviously is where marijuana is derived from as well. So if you will, hemp and, and marijuana are cousins. So marijuana is very high in THC because that's what you want. You want that the THC to, to provide that, that high uh, and is very low in CBD. That's why commercial CBD is derived from hemp because hemp is just the opposite. It's very high in CBD, very low in THC. And so by by law, THC products cannot have more than 0.3%. So that's not mm. a that's not enough to show on a drug test and it's not enough to get you high. Right. So that's so there's a lot of misperception about that is that it's too closely associated with uh uh, with marijuana and and it and I understand how that happens, but uh, it's 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 not the same. You won't. There, feel there is a line for sure. Clear a clear demarcation. Yeah. There, yeah. Uh, people are concerned. Will it um, will it uh, affect other medications I'm 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 taking? And people should uh, should consult with their doctor. Um, the the medications the blood thinners are the is the medication I hear most often that that CBD can interfere with. And so I don't, I don't think it, this is a, uh, uh, I think it's an inf interference that you ought to be aware of a side effect you ought to be aware of, but I don't, it's not a, it's not a deadly side effect or anything of that, of that nature, but uh, it just won't be as effective for you. And, and you got to be careful if you're taking blood thinners and there are a few others. So it's it, a, a quick uh, search would be, would be helpful to anybody that's starting it for the first time. And always consult your doctor, of course, like you've said. Yeah. yeah. Thomas, we are we're, we're heading into the holiday season. If we aren't already in the holiday season, yeah. uh, I wanted to talk a bit about some things. Perhaps we can offer our listeners who may be early in recovery, or perhaps their first holiday season. Uh, you know, it's sober, and that can be tough. There, there's a lot of uh, plans and parties and family and and things to do. What are some tangible things or some takeaways that you would offer our listeners? What I'd, I'd also like to hear your thoughts on this, but I yeah. one thing that comes to mind for me is you got to recognize the temptations there. You got to you have to avoid those riskiest situations. Don't put yourself uh, in harm's way there. So if you know there's going to be a whole lot of drinking or a whole lot, whole lot of partying going on, then you just kind of have to remove yourself from that uh, and have a, have an exit plan. Yes. Um, uh, so I also, I think it can be helpful as if some you, you're obligated in some cases to go to these parties yeah. and so forth. And I understand that. And if you are, it's a good idea for to let somebody know, and they may already know that you're, you're in addiction recovery and that, it's kind of a buddy system, right? They can help, they can help look at, look at, look after you and make sure that, you know, help to, to kind of steer you away from, from the, the those riskiest situations. I like to keep something in my hand, a drink of some sort, you know, whether it's an, of course, a non-alcoholic drink, but something festive can be fun. Um, so 
that's that's what I'd say. What do you think? Yeah, those are those are good ones. Uh, having the exit plan is very important to me. Uh, drive separately if you need to. Park at the end of the driveway so your car's not blocked in, and you don't need to, you know, raise your hand at the party or or search through the party to to get your car unblocked. Um, I like to honestly because in early recovery it came up often for me that you know we would have our meal and and sit down and mingle for a while and then I would stand up and put my coat on and everyone oh no you're leaving don't leave already and it was this yeah. big to do so if I'm planning on staying for two hours or if I know that it's maybe going to get rowdy later I like to say hey I'm going to stay till about five o'clock today or like I'm going to plan on on probably heading out after the meal just so you know so yeah. that it's not a big to do when I stand up and put my coat and shoes on and uh, you know, having that exit plan and, and my car, my car handy or Uber on speed dial uh, is is super helpful um, to kind of piggyback off having a drink in your hand or, a, you know, Sprite or cranberry juice, whatever it may be. Uh, I found it helpful if it's a work party or uh, a party that there is alcohol just to say I'm driving tonight. You know, you don't have to explain that that you're in recovery or that you know, you have addiction problems. It's just as simple as that. I'm driving tonight. And if, if anyone questions that, then that's on them. That, that's not you. Those are all <laughs> very good. Yes. I, I completely agree. Even last night I was in a, uh, a tree lighting. I live in a tree lighting ceremony. I live in Maine. Uh, Kenny Buntport was recently the name is one of the, the most festive towns in all of America during the holidays um, and this tree lighting ceremony, and there must have been 10,000 people at this wow. ceremony. We had dinner beforehand, and and there was a there was a bar attached to the restaurant, uh, and you could just tell that people were winding up. Right? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was in Friday night. All the alcohol <laughs> and Friday night, being a Friday night. And then when it, we went out near the tree, it, uh, it kind of ramped up even more, a lot of drinking, a lot of, uh, you know, fest, uh, festivity, but uh, borderline, yeah. you know, just a little bit of rowdiness there. And, and at times I feel uncomfortable by that. And now I'm at the point where I can, I can find my, get my, get my way through that, uh, but not without thinking about it. And I'm still made a little uncomfortable by it. And I don't like to be in those those situations. So I just think those are situations to be avoided uh, as possible. And always know your comfort level and, and listen to that. Listen to your gut, listen to your your in, in, internal voice and, and just, you know, if, if you don't want to push yourself or go outside your comfort level, you, you don't have to. And it's better to play it safe um, and not put yourself in those situations. So then you don't, you know, you're, you're not forced to make decisions perhaps in the heat of the moment you know and i liked your suggestion too is you don't have to share with everybody that that you know this is an issue for you and you're trying to stop you don't have to you don't have to go there you can simply say as you suggested i'm driving that's it we, we don't have to apologize for not drinking. And that's something too, that, that now and at this point that I don't think about much, I don't, right. I just, I, I, I was very uneasy with it at first. 
but but I'm not I'm not uneasy with that anymore. It's it's just part of my lifestyle, and it becomes uh, as natural as, as not drinking becomes as natural as. Isn't it crazy that we are technically in the minority as non drinkers living in a world, living in an addictive world, a world of people that consume. We as people who choose not to partake are the minority. It's kind of crazy. But to your point, it does become the new normal. It does become that sort of sense of comfort in a way of life that's not it, it's not a struggle. You know, once we get past that over the hump and uh, it becomes our new way of life. It, it, you know, I'm I couldn't be more grateful. Yeah, that's right. I in the and I heard a long time ago when I first in the rooms of AA. If you have a shrimp allergy, you avoid shrimp, right? <laughs> right. If you have a shellfish allergy, you just <laughs> shellfish. Well, you know we have an allergy to to alcohol, and it and it's 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 not not terribly different right we just we just have to avoid it it's just not something we can you know we can we can partake in it's just it's it's That's right our 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 physiology doesn't permit it you know and, and it really is physiology if they took uh, that that's one thing i like about cbd it's it can it can break this psychological bridge that we have to those addictive cravings and those attractions to drugs and alcohol well, Thomas, I so appreciate our, our partnership and Exact Nature is our, our primary sponsor of the show. And we've had a great partnership. I, I really appreciate uh, your contributions to the show. Our listeners, of course, can, can take advantage of TSD20 for 20% off anything on the site at exactnature.com. Complete order. Thomas White, founder of Exact Nature. Thank you so much, my friend. Yeah. Nate, it's always a pleasure. And really, I, I can't thank you enough for the important work that you're doing because, you know, it takes a village, right? <laughs> That's right. That's You got to approach this difficult issue on many on many fronts and, and, you, and you're doing important work. And I have always respected and appreciated it and valued that. Thank you so much. You're part of the Sobriety Diaries family. So yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners, you will see and hear more from us, uh, our partnership with Exact Nature. Again, TSD20 for 20% off your order at exactnature.com. Thomas, we'll talk soon, my friend. I look forward to it as always, Nate. Thank Happy you. holidays. Same to you, my friend. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today, friends. Hopefully you heard something that resonates with you. And if we help just one person, our job is done. Make sure you check today's show notes for all the information discussed in the episode and how to connect with our guest. And as always, check us out at thesobrietydiaries.com, youtube.com slash Nate Kelly, and on Instagram at the Sobriety Diaries Pod. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show, friends. It truly helps other people to find the show. And in turn, we can help more people. Until next Wednesday, try your best not to drink and be good to yourselves. Bye, everyone.